This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. You sound perfect and wonderful. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here on your page now. Is you a brave soul to be sitting here twerking so and coochie in the grocery store, okay? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty fun video. <laughs> well, did you brave. How many how many videos did you shoot in the grocery store that day? Um, it was honestly just that video. I do a couple of videos in my car though. Oh, okay That's then. Popular. What, what kind of videos you be doing in your car? much anything like regular solo videos like squirting or whatever those are pretty popular oh so you would squirt i am (laughs) oh now now you a heavy squirter or a light squirter which one is it oh no it's pretty heavy (laughs) like a water fountain oh good nice so you be messing up your full car huh Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Got to get it detailed like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw you had a Freak Mob shirt. So you had worked with Freak Mob? No, I worked with Woe Boys. I hope to work Woe with Boys. Freak Mob. Woe Boys, my bad, my bad, my bad, Woe Boys. Okay, how was it work with Woe Boys? Because they are like, you you might as well say legends in the business because they've been around for a long time and done a lot of right. amazing work. So how was it working for them? It was great. I loved it. It was like my first like really big um, paid shoot. Before that, I had worked with the Habib show, which is still pretty big. Um, but I had mm. never been like flown out for a shoot or anything. So I flew up to New Jersey. They flew me out. It was really nice. And just spent the night, got two shoots done. And I don't know. It was great. <laughs> I loved uh, it. I can't okay. wait to be back. Okay. We're we going we to dig deeper to that, into that. Because I would love to hear okay. more about that. But I'm about to do these particulars, and then we can get this thing on the road. Okay, Miss Lady? Okay. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast. All you have to do is download the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm, sell a profile, and start pod, by, I mean, pod, <laughs> podcasting today. So I'm just butchering that. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Kavanaugh. The Southern Champ, a.k.a. you know the Porn Rap Star. You know what it is. Go to allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star and check out all my porn sites. Also, listen to all my music. I got some bangers, such as Bounce on the D for ladies that love to twerk, like you who got a nice ass. <laughs> and as well as other my top stream single, Dummy, produced by Gross God. As well as Price, produced by DJ Payne. He also was produce some tracks for Drake and many other top artists. Also, you can follow me on social media. So go ahead and go over to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to join the world of the porn rap star. Also, we are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go there today, get yourself a profile, interact with kink-minded people like yourself. Also, find events in your area so you can start your journey into the LS community. 
Also, we are a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about 20 podcasts that give you the black experience. Plus, while you're over at GW District, you can get some shopping done. I'm talking about fashion, health, beauty, lingerie, jewelry, whatever, whatever product you think of, they got. They even got books for you to read, people. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com. Get your shopping day and buy from over a thousand black retailers. So support black businesses. Build the black economy so we can build generational wealth and we all become millionaires. So let me shut up and Miss Lady, go ahead and introduce yourself to the world. Hi, my name is Baby Girl Gracie, also known as Gracie, just Gracie. <laughs> okay. And um, how long have you been in the business so far? Um, honestly, I've done se- like online sex work for about five years doing like camp okay. shows, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I only just recently got into um, shooting for websites probably within the fa- past few months. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. What got you into the cam, the cam world? Um, honestly, Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a yeah, Tumblr, porn Tumblr. blog on Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. And Tumblr was one point was the shit. More so than Twitter, but people don't remember that. Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was huge. I miss yeah. it, but... <laughs> Never lied. Yeah, uh, so on Tumblr, I just said... Uh, I had, like, random buyers. I wasn't really, like, big on promoting or whatever. Or I did, like, random uh, fan centro streams, stuff like that. hmm So you mostly were doing, let's like, just say, basically just webcamming. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, with the webcamming... Cause a lot of girls, I mean, a lot of girls, they they start doing it, what have you. How did you keep your stuff fresh with the webcam? How do you interact with your fans, you know, and the whole nine? How did webcam work, and how did girls make money with it? Um, yeah, I honestly, you just really have to be interactive, just really talking to the people that are watching. Um, lots of sexy talk, of course, and having lots of new toys to try out. Like that's an, that's something people like like you testing out new toys and stuff like that and I'm getting to see you use it for the first time and seeing your reactions and everything and <laughs> like with costumes and outfits and everything that was the best way to keep the audience interactive mm-hmm. so you made the point to basically switch it up change it up and keep variety why why was mm-hmm. that important to you during webcamming um, because the more variety you have, the more options you have to bringing in new audiences. You know, you never know what's going to pop off. You never know what someone's going to just love and want to spend more money seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's a good reason to always be trying new things and filming new content. Mm-hmm. So do you do cosplay? Um, no, not too much. <laughs> oh, not like too basic, much. Like costumes, costumes and stuff, but yeah. No, I feel what you say. I know some girls do it on on webcam. What kind of stuff did you do on webcam other than, of course, play with the toys? Like, what other fetishes did you dabble in? Um, I honestly dabbled in a, a little bit of like femdom stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't too much for me. I'm I'm very submissive. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was hard to, for me to get into the femdom mindset. But every once in a while, like I'll have someone who requests it and. I'm, you know, I'm willing to please anyone, so. Okay, okay. but you're naturally a submissive. Yes, definitely. Okay, it's, which means you went to BDSM? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get to that later on in this conversation. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. 
we 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 gonna say that people. I, I don't want to get that good just this early. All right. So with <laughs> how did you ended up? What was the process and and how you ended up moving into the realm of boy girl? Um, honestly, I was just doing like cam stuff while I went to college, like as just as extra money here and there. Um, I had a pretty steady job um, while I put myself through school. But as with, I feel like millions of other girls, when I lost my job due to COVID last year, I had a lot more time, a lot more free time. And once Tumblr died, I had moved to Twitter and Reddit and I had already seen so many girls just talking about OnlyFans. And at the time when I had lost my job, I was like, well, I have a lot more time to promote and to mass produce content pretty much. And I already had a stockpile, like a little stockpile of content ready to go, ready to be posted. Um, So then that's when I started OnlyFans and everything. And it honestly wasn't until like a few months ago when I was approached by um, Rich the Piper, if you know him on Twitter. Oh, yes. Um, Oh, yes. Shout out. Yeah. Yes, definitely. He uh, messaged me on Twitter and we just started collabing and doing content trades and everything. And from there, like I really got a lot of uh, traction on my pages from working mm-hmm. with him. And he had actually set up the Habib show for me, like the Habib mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, he had, he had set that up for me. So Okay. Then. So when you did the Habib show, okay, it was your first official professional Boy girl shoot because prior to that you probably, yeah. it was probably professionally done, but it wasn't to this level. Mm-hmm. Um how was your feeling going into it? Was you nervous? Was you worried? You know? Um, I mean I was pretty nervous. We had actually filmed in my apartment, so that had helped uh oh, me not be okay. so nervous. Um, so I was like in my zone, like in my comfort area, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as awkward mm-hmm. or anything, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was definitely nervous. But once we got into it, like Habib is really cool and, mm-hmm. um, and, and the guy and I worked with was really cool. So, and who did you shoot with? Um, well, actually, that weekend I had sh- I had done a content trade with Black Star, and okay. um, for the Habib show, I had shot with Ace Hards. Okay, okay, no doubt. So this is the thing I talk about. I talk about pre-care. Um, the things that male, you know, producers and male talent can do to help a female relax and become comfortable so she can do her best in a scene. What are some of the things that guys can do, you know, to help you, you know what I'm saying, feel comfortable to shoot? Um, I definitely feel like keeping up communication before the shoot, that definitely helps me feel comfortable. Like, don't mm-hmm. set up the, the shoot and then not talk to me for a whole week until, like, the day before the shoot. Like, mm-hmm. keeping up con- communication, like, letting me know, like, yeah, we're still on, like, everything's still good. Like, that helps mm-hmm. me feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and just hang out with the people before. Like, uh, when I shot with Woe Boys, we had, uh, we had all, like, hung out and smoked together, like, gotten mm-hmm. drunk a little bit, mm-hmm. drank a little bit, and, like, it was, I mean, that's just me personally, not every girl is into smoking and drinking, but that definitely helped me, like, get to know them better as people and feel just more comfortable around them. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Now, the other thing that I, people don't really talk about, um, how important is it to discuss boundaries before you do shoots, and, oh, and how do you bring important. that up? How do you bring that discussion up before you shoot with a male talent? Um, that's really important. Boundaries are super important, and it's really important, you know, to for everyone to feel comfortable. 
Um, mm-hmm. I honestly just talk about it. I just bring it up. Usually when I when people are booking me, they tell they ask me like what my no's are, and I'm very honest and upfront with them. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly what I can't, I will and will not do. Which, to be honest, I really don't have a long list of no's. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. it help, like being upfront with them and don't be like, oh, maybe I can do this if you don't really want to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think that's very important for, for both talents to do, even men, you know, period. Um, because if something happens that goes left in the scene, it just completely kills the scene. Oh, yeah. And, and two, it also helps with communication and also helps develop chemistry between you and the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. When I filmed with, I filmed with Artemis for um, Woe Boys. Shots out to was- interview with him. Yes. Go ahead. Shout out. He's great. He was great. Um, but the, sh- the scene we had filmed for Will Boys was a very much, uh, it was a very dominant, kind of a rough scene. Something mm-hmm. he wasn't like super used to, but mm-hmm. we had talked before, we were chilling before. I'm like, hey, like I'm into all that. Like, you know, I've been roughed up a few mm-hmm. times, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with that. I'm like, and I will 100% let you know if you're doing something that I am not comfortable with. You know, I'm not going to just sit there and be uncomfortable <laughs> while yeah. you're doing whatever so uh but after that like I think our scene turned out great like I'm really excited for it to come out and everything but he he really like opened up and like got pretty aggressive with it it was funny like seeing like him before being like oh I'm not usually aggressive and then seeing him in the scene I'm like oh really <laughs> like you know yeah because once you get in the mood pretty well it's like once you hit that zone it's like what you thought you wasn't you actually become and people don't realize mm-hmm. that, you know. Period. Yeah. yeah. So, so with that, we say. So you ended up shooting with with Woe Boys. Um, mm-hmm. Who did you work with on that on that shoot? Um, it was Artemis. I filmed with oh, Artemis. Okay, okay, okay. Most definitely, and everything. So, you already had your own and was establishing your own. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important of you having your own walking into these shoots, how important is it that you had your own walking into these shoots and the advantages of you having your own walking into these shoots? Um, It's pretty important because unfortunately in this business, like depending on who you work with, people can uh, play you pretty easily or they can think that you can, they can play you. And fortunately, like all the people I've worked with, they've all been really legit, really professional, but you know, there are some horror stories out there from people mm-hmm with uh, just the unprofessionalism that they have to deal with sometimes. So just having like an established page and knowing like, oh, if something does go left with this shoot, like I have a platform that I can use to like bring awareness to like, hey, don't work with this person. They're kind of shady or, you know, I shot with this person and or this website and they kind of did me dirty, whatever. Like knowing that I can somewhat hold them accountable for it, like that helps mm-hmm. too. And then when producers, directors, and male talent hit you up, what qualifications do you use to say I would work with them? Um, honestly, it does come down to business. Like if they have a, a big page, like and it's beneficial for me to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like websites and stuff, like it's usually more beneficial for me to work with a website rather than just like a solo like male t- talent. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, you know, making sure their credentials and their uh, talent testing and everything is up to date, all that. Like, that's all stuff I consider before um, mm-hmm. deciding who I'm going to film with. 
So early in the game, you basically took this business serious and treated it as a business. What was the moment and what made you click say, yo, let me take this serious because I can really make some money with this? Um, it was honestly when I had my first TikTok account. <laughs> okay. Um, I had been, you know, doing my little thing, promoting on Twitter and Reddit. I had, you know, built up a decent following and everything. But, oh, my God, the moment I made my TikTok account, it, like, mm. all blew up. And it was kind of, like, instant. Like, within a month, like, I mm. pretty much – I doubled my, <laughs> you know – subscriber count like everything like it kind of blew up i was like oh okay like i can do this yeah <laughs> I, I live with a pretty face and that booty and you doing the silhouette <laughs> hell yeah I, I probably i probably follow you on tiktok don't even know it <laughs> right actually i had a few people from like high school find my pages because of tiktok <laughs> so oh. that was interesting oh and how did it take it um, I mean, some of them subscribe, so I don't really care. Like, hey, I, I don't hide it. Some of them wanted to do you back in school anyway, so it wasn't like, they were like, oh, yeah, I knew she was going to be right. I knew she was going to be right. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, most people are surprised because I was very quiet in high school. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're doing all this. <laughs> it's just, it, it's funny, like, it's the quiet ones that ends up becoming porn stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I'm like my Boy, the innocence plays in my favor so and they all would be like I knew she was a freak I knew I should have hollered I knew <laughs> and it's so funny because dudes did not pay attention to me at all in high school and now they're like trying to like hang out with me and stuff I'm like nope sorry like I oh. remember you ignoring me in high school uh, back then you didn't want me now I'm hot you all on me exactly they're punching the air right now <laughs> <laughs> So, so like I was saying, so with with you establishing your different sites now, also since you mentioned TikTok, you use social media very heavily, and mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of girls use TikTok to kind of push their content. Why did you use? How do you use TikTok to point people in the direction of your stuff? Um, honestly, it's really hard on TikTok to promote like it's really easy for your page to explode and like go viral but it's also really easy for TikTok to delete your account and for you to lose mm-hmm. everything I've mm-hmm. lost three accounts on TikTok actually I've lost three I accounts lost people. and it's yeah it's super frustrating they're just very picky about you know the content violations and whatever mm-hmm. but honestly you just have to follow the trends on TikTok there's always thirst trap trends or like little dance trends that you just have to follow and recreate and Honestly, it can be hit or miss. You just have to hope you have a few <laughs> hits among them. So, like the way you move, you're not moving like you're moving like a porn star slash influencer versus just mm-hmm. like an only girl. Um, is that something that was just instilled in you when you walked in the door of this business, or? Um, I mean, I mean, it kind of was because I knew social media was a huge part of this, and like in order to be able to sustain my OnlyFans following, like I need to have, you know, big followings on social medias. So, and I don't, you know, I'm not here to be mediocre. I'm here to do as best as I can and make as much money as I can and make my name as big as possible. So if that means putting in the work on social media, I'm really, I'm down to do it. So. Yeah. So how does the BDSM side of you play into the porn business? Um, I mean, it's like for you to do the porn business. That's the other question, two part. 
I mean, yeah, I guess it does because, I mean, you know, we talked about Tumblr, so I was exposed to, like, mm-hmm. sex work in the porn industry at a, you know, pretty young age. And so I, going into it, like, you know, you know a little bit more about sex and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, like, especially, like, rough sex and everything, like, knowing about aftercare and safe words and everything like that, like, mm-hmm. you, it gives you some knowledge beforehand. Yeah. So are you collared? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're not collared. Okay, okay. Absolutely and, not. <laughs> okay, so so you're submissive. So where is your classification of submission? Now, I know what you're wondering mean? what I mean by that. Okay, then, are you a brat? Or are you a pain oh, slut? yeah. Or, you no, know what I'm saying? I'm very that bratty. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, very bratty. So, so you like to be uh, babied. Per se. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Do you have a classifier? Oh no, not not like age play. <laughs> okay, then, okay then. No, but I was just saying. Um, but like, like you, you don't say you like to be baby. You know, catered to. I get. I, yeah, I know. I'm a dom myself, so yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so I I know what you're talking about. So because I mean to because a lot of people they get in the lifestyle they really don't understand. Um. That is more mental than anything else, and can oh, you find that being a sub yourself? Why? Why is it mental more than physical? Um, because it, you know BDSM part of it is pain, and pain is a mental thing. Some people can handle it mentally, and some people can't. And um, as speaking as a sub in the community, I have had my fair share of doms who think they know what they're doing, but they actually don't. It's just men that just want to, like, slap around women, but they have no understanding of aftercare or anything like that. They don't really care about my pleasure side of it. They just mm-hmm. want to, you know, cause pain. Yeah. But see, part of that is because a lot of the doms that get in the, in the game, they getting their information from movies. And they oh, don't yeah. understand different levels of subs and and, and slaves and submissive, you know, period. Mm-hmm. Just like people don't realize between a sub and a slave is a difference. Right. And a lot of times don't understand, you don't choose the sub, they choose you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if they, it's, you know, it's a, it's two sides of, a, of an agreement, you know. Mm-hmm. Both of us have to consent to being in that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. So how do you approach a BDSM scene versus that of a regular boy-girl scene? Um, I mean, with the BDSM scene, it, it does take a lot, a little bit more mental preparation, you know, um, just before care, like, you know, doing whatever I need to do to make sure I'm okay <laughs> mentally, like, make sure I'm okay in a good place and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, with a boy-girl scene, it's it's pretty easy <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's not too much of a mental aspect unless you know there's like role playing in the scene but and then the other thing um please explain to the to the listeners what is aftercare i know people are like what the fuck they talk about aftercare i've been saying that numerous times explain to them what aftercare is man yeah aftercare is what you do after your scene your bdsm scene to kind of decompress and like go over and you know 
understand the emotions and the feelings and everything that you just went through with the scene. Some people prefer being alone during their aftercare. You know, some people like take a bath or whatever. Some people mm -hmm. prefer like cuddling with their dom, being more playful and being more intimate with their dom to have mm -hmm. that aspect of like, yes, you were just controlling me, but now we can spend this intimate moment together too. Yes, because when you think about it, a dom is is like a boyfriend in many ways, but not a boyfriend. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people get that mixed up. But it it, it even even if you're in a relationship and your dom is your man, they still have to be a separation at some point. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so <laughs> so you said you got into you got that experience, I guess you said at an early age. Tell me about your mm -hmm. first experience in in the lifestyle. Um, like with BDSM in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, I was on Tumblr, so I had you know little internet boyfriends or whatever, but it was just like sexting and stuff like that, just mm -hmm. you know playful stuff. It wasn't until like I started all of this, like started filming and stuff, that I was actually able to interact with like an actual dom. Of course, yeah, I'd been with men that were like dominant in bed but they weren't necessarily a dom you know mm -hmm. so it wasn't until uh recently recently okay okay you see and and what a lot of people realize it's different being with a dom than it is being with a normal person it just is mm -hmm. we it, it's sometimes you can't explain it with words it just is <laughs> yeah it's not now, just a sexual thing like it's a whole personality thing too yeah yeah, because even when she picks the dom, the dom must put her through training for her to become the perfect sub for him. Right. You know, at the same token, she's training him to be the perfect dom for her. So it's kind of a scratch my back, scratch your back. Yeah, see? Like give and take, definitely. Oh, yeah, most definitely. See, I told you I'm a dom. I, I've been doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced what I do. So with that being said, then move into that. Um, are you in a relationship? I am not. Yeah, okay then. So there's many misconceptions that we deal with as sex workers as porn stars from our fans, even from our co-workers, even from civilians. Um, what's some of the misconceptions that you ran into and problems you had when it comes to dating and people knowing that you're a sex worker? Um some people think that I'm going to like stop my career for them. That's the problems mm -hmm. I've been running into, like men in my personal life. They mm -hmm. can't mentally like deal with what I do for a living. They can't mentally mm -hmm. deal with the fact that I fuck men <laughs> for a living yeah. pretty much and film it. And so they'll try to be controlling and try to say like, oh, you gotta choose. And I'm all, I'm always gonna choose my career. So it yeah. never ends up, you know, ends well for them. So that's something I've had to deal with. Or on the other end of the spectrum, I've had to deal with men that assume that I'll be their like little personal porn stars just because mm. I'm a sex worker. I'm like, no, unless you're paying me to be your personal porn star, you know, <laughs> you're not gonna get that treatment. Mm -hmm. So do you, so, because a lot of people assume that a woman that's in this business would never find a man, which is not mm -hmm. true. And a lot of people don't right. realize how many of us is married and have relationships, jobs, kids, and all that good shit. So exactly. it's like, when a female tell you, 
that you know, I'm never gonna find a man because I do this. What do you tell her? Um, I mean, honestly, for me personally, I'm not really a big relationship person anyways. So mm-hmm. I just tell people like, you know, this is a career. This is a way for you to set up, you know, financial independency in the future. So that's all you should be mm-hmm. focusing on, not really focusing on a man. And mm-hmm. in the future, when you have, you know, your money set up and everything, like a man's going to respect that you're, you know, a badass bitch that did that and got your bag and everything. And if he doesn't respect that, that's not a man you should be fucking with, you know? True that, true that, true that. And also, the importance of separating your personal feelings and business when you're doing this business. Because a lot of people sometimes get in their feelings when they do shoots. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. So, so talk about that. Um, I don't know. Like some dudes, they just like fall in love with the pussy sometimes, or I mean, it can even happen with girls. They just get attached to the people that they film with, or you know, they'll feel salty that the person that they filmed with is you know promoting someone more over them or stuff like that, like interacting mm-hmm. with them more on Twitter. And there's always you know a little Twitter drama going on. <laughs> yeah, but so. but but that what but that what I find crazy is that. I mean, it it happens in every industry. Okay, we get that. But in this industry, it's kind of like crazy that people are getting their feelings that easily and so quickly. Oh, yeah. I don't understand it at all. I always thought maybe I was, you know, too much of a cold-hearted person. But for me, like, the sex that I have when I'm filming, it's not the same type of sex that I would have in my personal life with someone that off-camera, you know? Like, mm-hmm. That's And that's another reason why I don't really date or anything right now is because I do get plenty of dick in my professional life. So in my personal <laughs> life, I don't need just random dick. I need someone who's going to be there for like, me, like mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have that, like in my personal life, I don't, you know, I don't need just random dick. And so that's yeah. another thing, like you need to, you need to have someone to ha- like, that you can have that mental connection with. That's not someone that you're filming with. Cause then that's when the, you know, girls get jealous or even guys get jealous you know mm-hmm. I, I had to deal with that so yeah it takes a special kind of person to, de- to date us because you got to oh, be yeah. securing yourself and the relationship yeah honestly as a sex worker you have to accept that like I've already accepted like you know my lifestyle is a lot to put up with and it's a lot to ask to put up with and you know, I'm not going to ask anyone to put up with anything they don't want to. And I'm not going to let anyone ask me to put up with anything I don't want to. So I understand. So so when I when I be looking at your pictures, which I'm looking at right now, I see mm-hmm. that you take the time to make yourself look good. You pick nice outfits. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, also, you make you make it a point to look like a uh, sex symbol and really look modelish when you do your scenes uh, mm-hmm. why do you take the time and why is that important to you um honestly part of the reason is because as like a bigger girl in the industry you have to put in the work you have to work 10 times harder like I can't be going into a scene looking busted because I'm already I already have the preconceived notion of you know being plus size so mm. I already have to put in a little bit more work. And like we were talking before about before care, like yeah. doing my hair and makeup and everything beforehand, like that's a way for me to like, just like focus on myself and think about, you know, getting into the scene and everything. So. So, and being a plus size lady, when you first walked into the game, did you think that 
it was a market for plus size women? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I always knew there was. Like I said, being on Tumblr and everything, I always knew that there was a market for plus size women and bigger women. It's just, it's it's hard to break into because it is more of a niche market. But mm-hmm. yeah, I always knew it was there. Like I was never like, oh, no one's going to like me because I'm bigger. Like I always knew, like I just had to find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, I'm going to tell you what's funny. A lot of girls, they, they when they come in, they say, I'm surprised that... They like BBWs. Woman, you have no idea. My top sellers <laughs> is females that are thick. P A W E's, BBWs and super side BBWs. They they sell. You know, oh, period. Yeah, absolutely. And with you, you have both ass and tits. And that's mm-hmm. a rarity for a female that's thick anyway. So with that being said, do you think that gives you advantage body wise oh, yeah. over girls? Yeah, I think it does. Um, especially like in this day and age, asses, big asses are big are like are in now. Like that's what's popular. Mm-hmm. So that definitely does give me a little bit of a leg up. I feel like mm-hmm. most definitely. So in your personal life, you like BBC. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Oh, most definitely. So would you work with uh, a white guy or Hispanic guy? Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it at all. Honestly, I have not gotten any offers from any white guys or any white websites or anything like that. It's all been interracial or oh, it's coming stuff like that. So oh, (laughs) trust me, from looking at your pictures, it's it's coming. Like like it's not even a question. So I hope so. Oh yeah, most definitely. So um, when you you have worked, have you worked with any? Okay, this is the question I want to ask. Do you do meetups? No, not like with fans or anything like that. Okay, then. Okay, then. Do you think meetups, do you think you're missing out by not doing meetups? Um, honestly, yes. I've I've really like seriously been consider- considering doing them now. Um, it's just a matter of like my personal safety, like mm-hmm. deciding like how I'm going to move about, you know, making sure I'm safe and everything during Mm -hmm. the meetups like you know most girls usually have someone with them like have a male with them Mm -hmm. or in the area while they do meetups Mm -hmm. and I don't really have anyone in my life right now that could do all that so that's one thing and just you know I'm a very paranoid person naturally like I always Mm -hmm. am like ready for someone to play me so like I'm constantly thinking of like how I'm gonna like work around that so it's just getting over that paranoia and like you know, making sure they're tested and everything like that. Like it's 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 kind of a lot to set up, but I'm honestly seriously considering it. So <laughs> yeah, because um, it's funny. I see girls and they say no meetups, but it, I always say they do meetups. It just depends on the guy. Yeah. You know, period. <laughs> because usually it's basically if he's good looking enough. And he's paying, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it, yeah, he's paying, and, and I want to fuck him anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Most definitely. So I see that you have multiple sites, um, and you have your stuff on multiple platforms. Please explain the importance of why you did that. Um, Like, for social media-wise, it just, you know, more platforms to be able to promote on, and I have OnlyFans, Pornhub, and many vids. And like I said, in Pornhub is just to, you know, try to attract. Yeah, Pornhub, there's honestly not much money on it right now unless you're 
posting like boy girl content um mm-hmm. on my porn hub right now i really only have solo content um and then mini vids like i said it's just, some people don't want to subscribe monthly to a page they don't want to have only fans mm-hmm. like on their bank statements or whatever so mm-hmm. mini vids is a great website to just sell like individual clips and everything yeah i, I i'm a proponent of mini vids trust me i love it yeah, <laughs> yeah, got, that's great. Got, you know, because I tell females you got to have more than one platform because each platform give their own traffic anyway. Yeah. So exactly. you know so to you, which site if a girl stepped to you, you would tell her you need to get this. You need to get a profile on this. Um honestly I I would say OnlyFans. <clears throat> Cause just because it, OnlyFans has the name recognition, like you say, you're on OnlyFans, everyone mm-hmm. knows what that means. So, you know, if I say many vids, like people are like, "What's that? Like, what's many vids?" And then you have to explain it a little bit more. Both OnlyFans, they're like, "Oh, okay, gotcha. What's your URL? Yeah. Like, let me subscribe." They seem, they seem like OnlyFans is moving towards trying to kick the sex workers off their platform. What do you think about that? Um, honestly, I think it's fucking ridiculous considering sex workers built the platform. <laughs> like, it wasn't really what was OnlyFans before girls started posting their porn on it, you know? So, true that. True that. If, so they, how if much... they stick the sex workers, that's like most of their users. So, shit, that's 75% of their money. <laughs> Literally, the millions of dollars that they make every year, like, no, that would all be gone. So, business wise, it doesn't make sense to kick off sex workers on any platform, honestly. Like, I mm-hmm. hate that sex workers were like demonized on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Like, it's, it's kind of horrible. Yeah, because it's funny how sex workers become normalized, but it seems like it takes the rest of the world to catch up. Because even when I heard yeah. about what happened in Manhattan, um, they stopped prosecuting sex workers, and and oh, I told yeah. people, and I told people that's a stage of ground to where they will eventually decriminalize it. You know, period to where it's now will become an actual option where girls will be coming out of high school talking about something. Nah, fuck that, I'm getting OnlyFans. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with the girls straight out of high school, you know, signing <laughs> I mean, up for it. I'm like, have have a few options first. Make sure you have a yeah. few options. Like I at least got a college degree before. And honestly, mm. like I do want to build on top of my degree. I would love to go mm. to law school and like work on actually uh decriminalizing and legalizing like full service sex work. So 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 what 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 college you went to? Um, I went to Santa Fe. It was just, it's a community college. I just have a two year degree. Um, mm. It's in Gainesville, Florida. Okay. I had to go to University of Florida. A <laughs> <laughs> degree, a degree, baby. It don't matter where it came from. It can come from Phoenix. Yeah, right. it, Phoenix University. <laughs> it, it's a piece of paper, like this motherfucker. It it it, it gets right. you. Right. <laughs> it says my name on it. Only mine. <laughs> so. Um, like I said, so now that you have been kind of getting like the big gigs and getting attention and notice, um, how far you want to take this and how long you want to go with it? Oh, I want to take it as far as I can to the fucking moon if I can. Like, I would love to be, you know, a normalized, like, common porn name. That would be mm-hmm. great. And, you know, once you, honestly, once you start doing this stuff, you kind of have to accept to do it for a long time. Like, once you start putting your porn, that's why I kinda, I'm hesitant to, you know, 
let girls as soon as they turn 18 start OnlyFans because yeah. that, they don't understand that this shit is on there forever. And yeah. while, you know, some changes have been made, there are still some girls that, you know, can't get housing, can't get bank accounts, can't get stuff like, like, we're discriminated against because of our jobs. So yeah. that's uh, something you got to think about. But I definitely plan on doing this, you know, for a really long time. And like I said, I would love to start working on the legal aspect of it too and mm-hmm. maybe start working on promotion and everything like once I'm once I'm ready to step down from like mm-hmm. actually filming yeah so with your branding how did you come up with your branding your name and the whole nine and 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 the image um honestly like I kind of I want I always wanted to play on like the innocent thing like I've always my entire life been told I look innocent and like you know, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed type. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was playing on. And Grace is actually my middle name, so that's why okay. I chose it. Um, and Gracie just, you know, makes it a little bit more flirty and a bit, a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just kind of like happened into it. Like when I started my OnlyFans, I just like I just made it Baby Girl Gracie. And then once I started filming and everything, like I, I never, you know, thought of like any other name to have to you know, be known as, like, when I'm filming, mm-hmm. so, it just kind of <laughs> <stuck>. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, nah, because uh, I like that, baby girl Grace, I like that. That's real sex. I'm surprised you ain't done any, I mean, I haven't really looked as heavy, but it, it, any, like, age play scenes playing off of that, or, you know what I'm saying, um, step, stepdad, stepdaughter shit. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, see, I'm into not necessarily age play, but I'm into like the whole stepdad, stepdaughter thing. But you know, I'm just waiting for a website or someone to DM me about it. <laughs> okay, what would be your dream scene? What would be your dream scene? Um, I want to do a gangbang scene so bad. <laughs> oh snap! I How many gangbang cream pie scene? I don't care. Like ten guys, I don't care. <laughs> oh but... snap! You hear that, guys? <laughs> right highest bidder here we go see that that what i'm saying so have you ever thought about going to any like the content parties when, when me and these towns be doing them yeah i you know i see people posting about them but i i don't know i don't i like even though i film with people i don't i still don't feel like i have a lot of friends in the industry so mm-hmm. it's just you know getting to know these people and getting to become friends with them and now like actually being invited <laughs> to these content mm-hmm. parties that would be great yeah so are you planning to go to any conventions? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely planning on going to Exotica, at least um, yeah, it's in my, two, so two locations. <laughs> so you go, I know you definitely go to the Miami one. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to Miami. And I'm trying to go to the Chicago one next month, too. Most definitely. I know Chicago be popping. I know Miami going to be popping because oh, everybody yeah. coming down there. To- the heat, and you definitely need to check out the 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 one in New Jersey. Could that really be? Popular? Oh yeah. Um, actually, when I filmed with Woe Boys, we had talked about like me, you know, staying with them and filming with them, and you know, ex- going to Exotica with them and everything. So hopefully, mm-hmm. I'll be able to do all that. Like that would be great. Like being able to go with a website, like no, being with people who actually like know the convention and know the ins and outs mm-hmm. and everything. Like that'd be great. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Now, how important is having someone to kind of show you the ropes when you come into this game? Um, It's pretty important, honestly. I mean, when I started, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anyone. I did it all myself. Even now, like, 
all my solo content, everything. I edit everything myself. I promote everything myself. Um, but it honestly wasn't until I met Rich that I didn't have anyone to help me like navigate finding filming partners and getting like paid to be a filming partner. Like I, that was it wasn't even something I had considered before Rich had told me like, hey, like, you know, your content's worth it. Like, you know, you're worth being paid and booked and everything. So it was really nice, like having a friend like him tell me like, hey, like you could actually do this. Like you can be good at it. So would you prefer the paid gigs or the content? Um, honestly, the paid gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about my money, so it's easier if someone else is promoting it and editing it. Honestly, that's great. Like, I love when like having other people film it. Like, I get more into the into the zone, I guess. Because mm, then you ain't got to worry about trying to put it together and put it out. Yeah, all I can, all you know, all I have to think about is making sure the scene mm. looks good. So. Do you do your own editing? Yep. For my content that I post on OnlyFans, I edit everything myself. How important is to learn everything about the business, even though you may not feel like doing it yourself, but just learning it? How hard is it? No, I said, how important is it? Oh, how important. Oh, it's definitely important. Like, you need to know everything, like editing, promoting, marketing, like networking. Like, you really need to know all of it because you have to do it every single day like there's not a day where you can't promote you know if you don't promote you don't make money type of thing so you you're constantly working so yeah because people don't realize how much work it takes to do this business they think it's easy just simple they think it's just as easy as filming and and that's it no you you got to edit it you got to put it out you got to promote the hell out of it yeah because unfortunately, you know, there's, you know, girls that aren't even really sex workers that have OnlyFans and they kind of misconstrue, you know, the realities of being a sex worker, you know, like these Instagram models, whatever, they're getting their bag, you know, kudos yeah. to them, but they don't know, like, for the average girl, like, that her experience isn't going to be the same as, you know, Bella Thorne or, you know, any other yeah. Instagram model that has an OnlyFans page that has constant you know, new followers and new people to promote to, like, it's a lot harder than that. Mm-hmm. No, because, see, they, like, I was, uh, I forgot what I was about to say, Damn, I was on train of thought. No, I know what I'm about to say. The, the thing of it is, is that what people don't understand, and that's the biggest problem, is that when they see, when they see the celebrities get in it, it makes them think that it's easy to get in. And plus right. the celebrities are actually taking advantage of the sex worker stigma that's attached to OnlyFans. Right. They get the sex work money, but they don't have to be labeled as a sex worker. Yeah. And and, and not even just the sex work money, is that, that people think they're going to actually do some sex work on their shit. That's why they get the subscription. <laughs> right. And they're basically like slightly better Instagram photos. Like you're not getting you know, actual content or actual porn or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much what you just said. <laughs> but yeah, you, they, they think she's going to bust it open. She's just sitting there. Yeah, she busts it open and she got her underwear. Yeah, or you got to pay 50 plus dollars to see a little hand bra pick. Or some side boob. Yeah. <laughs> 
at that point, it's like you just go on Twitter or Reddit and find some girl with a $10 OnlyFans page. I promise you will get much better content. Like, no, go to just, your page. It's annoying. Go to your yeah. Go, go to my girl, page. Don't go to Baby Girl Grace's page. page. <laughs> yeah, you fuck everybody else. Go to Baby Girl Grace's page. Shit, the many exactly. that big fat ass. Yeah, yeah, you have a nice, beautiful ass too. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. your selling point right there. Thank it's you. So, I'm pretty sure all the male town, everybody just compliment you on your booty. So, oh, definitely. That's definitely my actually funny, funny story. Um, my first boyfriend in seventh grade told me he dated me because I had the fattest ass in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've always been known for my ass, I guess. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So with that being <laughs> said, Miss Lady, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can find me at OnlyFans.com, uh, baby, forward slash baby girl Gracie, or you can find me on Twitter, Gracie on OF, or on Instagram, uh, which is also baby girl Gracie. Most definitely. So I'm looking to bring you back for for a couple of episodes, Miss Lady, down the line. Are you down okay. for that? Absolutely. Most, most definitely. Oh, have you got any shoots coming up so the people could know that you might have some coming up or anything? Uh, yeah, actually, next weekend, and I'll be in Miami um, filming for Pogged. So pretty excited about that. Oh gosh, she. Well, she, she, you, you just checking them off the list. Next thing you know, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna be shooting for Brazil soon. I'm hoping to. <laughs> Are you kidding hey, me? That's a dream. Hey, hey. Maybe for Brazers, I'll do the gangbang scene. That would be hey, look, amazing. Hey, hey, we, we manifesting here. We manifesting the Brazil shoot. Yeah, we manifest definitely. the greatest, most definitely. <laughs> so, with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the Smokers mm-hmm. Lounge, baby girl. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Me too, and can't wait to do it again. Yeah, me neither. Howdy, right, take care. You too.